Welcome to another episode of Nikki Squared. I am your host, Nikki Ray. Unfortunately, Nicole is not with us today, but we do have a great guest. Her name is Beth, and she is an industry professional. Um, she is a an editor and proofreader. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day and talking to me. I'm really excited about it. Thank you for having me. No problem. So I just want really quickly, I wanted to tell you a brief story. I know that you have edited one of my stories. Yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to tell you that I had an editor at the time. Uh, she is booked up. She's apparently is booked up for a very long time. So I was looking for another editor. I did find you on TikTok. And I wanted to say that the reason why I reached out to you is because you actually had your prices on your website. Some people don't. And obviously, I could reach out to them. Right. Uh, and ask those questions, but I just feel like it's so much more convenient for people if you already have your prices listed on your website. I don't know if that's why you did it or you just wanted to put it out there, but I very much appreciate that. I'm so glad you do appreciate that because that is exactly why I put them on there because I'm the same way. If I'm looking for a, a service or a product and I have to contact a person to find the price, um, I'm not as likely to reach out to them. I'm, I have a hard time saying no. And so I, <laughs> I feel like I like to n go into it knowing that. So that's exactly why I list my price. I want to be transparent about it so that people, um, are contacting me when they, with all the information. Right. Exactly. That was mm -hmm. awesome. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that because well, good. that made me, that's what made me reach out to you was that little aspect. And because you, your website was very easy to understand and I had watched a few of your TikToks and you just seem very personable. So well, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so how long have you been an editor? How, when did you get into the business? I have been editing professionally over a year and um, for about a year before that, I dabbled a little with, um, I started out as beta reading for some friends and it grew from there, but I started my actual little over a year ago. Is that something that's always interested you is editing or you just kind of fell into it? I'd say I have always been interested. I've always been an avid reader. Uh, even as a, a young girl, I loved to read and I think naturally I just, am drawn to the grammar and mechanics of things. I know that yeah. sounds strange. I do not have a creative brain like so many of you amazing authors. I'm more <laughs> of a mechanical minded person. I like to, I like the rules of our language. I like to follow the rules of our language. So I, I guess I, a little bit of everything. I've always loved reading. I like the idea of writing and I think that my it just comes naturally to me my mom has always kind of been a grammar the grammar police she always corrected us when we were kids her mom did the yeah. same thing I have a 17 year old son who is a proud grammar geek he's a word nerd and I love it awesome so it just comes naturally to us yeah so Beth can you tell us what type of services you provide do you only edit do you do other things I edit. That's about it. I do different types of editing. I offer line editing, combination of copy editing and proofreading. It's both combined because they, they are so closely related. Right. So I do them together. Can someone, do you, would you advise someone to only do a proofread or do you think that both of those types of edits are needed? 
I would say, you know, it's so hard because working with independent authors, everybody, we all are, we're all on a budget. Right. And I, you have to do what works best for you. And there are alternatives, working with beta readers, having people help you develop your story, things like that are, are helpful, but I don't think you ever go wrong hiring a line editor and also hiring someone to copy edit and proofread. If you had to choose, I would probably choose the copy editing and proofreading because you just, publishing a manuscript that has errors in it, I think is just difficult and you may get, oh, I think that's when you're going to get people who comment and maybe make, give you negative reviews because you have errors in your manuscript or my thought is if you had to choose between line editing and copy editing and proofreading combined, copy editing and proofreading would be the number one choice. Okay. I think I would agree. I, I have, I probably have mentioned it on this, on one of our other episodes as well, but um, someone had asked me, you know, well, why can't I publish my book first? And then once I've made some money off of it, then I can edit. Uh, so a couple of things with that editing is not cheap. So right. it's going to probably take you a lot longer than what you think. Right. Uh, to make the money to edit. But also, if you don't edit, you're not going to make the money. So it's kind of right. a, kind of a catch 22. there. It, is. So. it really is you. Ha- it if you don't invest in it, in the editing, you're probably not going to make as much. Right. But I understand editing is a very expensive thing. Um, so again, a lot of times it comes down to what your budget is and what your priorities are. Right. Oh, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, in this profession, it takes a lot of different kinds of people to make it work. Obviously, you have the writers who create the works, but there's a lot that goes into a book than just writing it. You have to obviously edit it, proofread it. You have to have beta readers. You have to have someone to make the cover and all of these different things. And so, you know, it's very much appreciated that there is somebody out there like you and so many others who do who provide that service because, I know there are people out there who do edit their own works, but I am not that person who can do that. And so I appreciate that you enjoy doing that and that you are very good at it because that's something that I feel is very important in stories. Yeah, thank you. And I I agree. I think that um, everybody needs another pair of eyes, even if you, even if let's say I did have that creative mind, even though I feel like I really have a good eye for cleaning up manuscripts, I think that if I were writing my own manuscript, I would still hire someone else to help me with the editing because you need a fresh set of eyes to go through. We get blind to some things as we read our manuscript over and over and over. So I just think we need somebody to kind of go behind us, you know? Oh, for sure. Because especially, you know, as the writer, in this situation, you know, I actually just finished a manuscript and I, I've seen a meme floating around recently, which is a hundred percent true. Actually, I don't know if it's a meme or someone just wrote it out, but it nonetheless, it's saying, you know, you need another set of eyes after the 64th time you've read the manuscript. <laughs> and you that do. Is so true. Yeah, absolutely. So you write it, you know, obviously everyone, every writer has their own process, but like, 
you know, I don't write the whole story in one sitting. So when I come back, what I generally do is I will read maybe like the chapter before what I'm getting ready to work on just to get myself into the mindset of those characters again so I can pick up where I was leaving off or try to get back into that mindset. And so not only are you rereading, or at least me, not only are you rereading those other sections, um, and then you finish the manuscript, you do another read through, and then you send it off to betas, you get beta notes, you do another read through, depending on how many betas you have, that could be several. Right. And then you send it off to an editor and, you know, you just read through it so many times. Right. And then I know I have found myself also, like, I'll read a section and I'm like, okay, has this already happened? Am I thinking, am I in the wrong spot? Like, right. I'm, I'm rewriting something. And then sometimes I'll find myself like, well, this hasn't even happened yet. But I don't think about that because I've read it so many right. times that I don't right. know where I'm at. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And we see the words that we think should be there, the words that make sense there. And I can't tell you how many times, even in my second round of edits, I, that's when I'm really meticulous and I'm looking at every word and every piece of punctuation that I read a sentence and realize there should be the word at, and it just isn't even there. Like it's totally missing, but I've read through it and I read it there. Right. (laughs) Or the word is on and it should be of or something like that. And we just, we get so familiar with it that we, we just read what we, what should be there. Yes, absolutely. So I think mm-hmm. the moral of that story, and you mentioned this too, is you absolutely need another set of eyes. And even if you, I feel like even if you're one of those people who, you know, is actually able to do the self edits. Yes. Great. Do your self yes. edits, but I still feel like you need someone else to look at it before, absolutely. after, during, whatever. <laughs> absolutely. I agree. So how do you market your services? Do you have a website? I do. I have a website and I recently, so I started off primarily copy editing and proofreading. So my website is vbproofreads.com. I've recently, I am not technologically savvy at all. So, but I recently um, added vbeditsromance.com. Either address goes, takes you to the same place. Okay. So I wanted to add that in so that people understood that I offer more than proofreading. Yes. So marketing, mainly I use TikTok and Instagram. I get probably, I get a lot of interaction on both. I, I, some days I feel like some days my TikTok account is crazy and Instagram is crickets and then it switches. So, but I, I've had a lot of success using both. Now, do you, do you um, edit for all genres? Is it just romance or do you accept everything? I really stick to romance because honestly, that's what I enjoy reading. Okay. And my schedule is busy enough that I don't need to branch out from there. I just want to say that I really enjoy watching your TikToks every day because you give out such great and pertinent information. Um, I've learned something probably just about every day from you and I note it down for when awesome. I'm working. So that's awesome. That's what's my your, goal. Yeah. What's your TikTok name for everyone? It is VB edits romance. So VB dot edits dot romance. 
Yeah, and for anyone who's on TikTok, TikTok, I highly suggest you go see her page because, like I said, every I don't know if you do it every day. I see it every so often, but pretty, she's pretty just, much every day. Yeah, every every day she gives out you know very helpful tips about words to to words words to avoid using um, in your man manuscript that will make it stronger, and you know which word to use. Uh, I have a problem majorly with effect and effect yeah that's a very tricky one lay and lie yeah um (laughs) and and like I said I just I think those are very helpful so for anyone who's maybe needing some help or just wants some tips on it I suggest you go look at her TikTok page because it is very useful so I appreciate that thank you yeah I appreciate you saying that and I'm I'm proud of it I like using that platform to teach other people I didn't get into this before, but before I started editing, I was a teacher. I taught first grade. I taught kids how to read. I taught phonics. So that just naturally comes to me. I like, I like being able to show people and explain. And I feel like I do that in my editing. Also, I like to make comments like, hey, I changed this because yeah. of this rule. Or um, Webster's Dictionary says this about hyphenation or whatever. I want people to learn from from it so they can grow as well. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. I love that you do that. That's super helpful because you know I think the the notes that you provide, not just in manuscripts, but even for you know the TikToks that you do on a daily basis, mm-hmm. if people can take that and use it in their then their manuscript, that just makes them a stronger writer. I feel like right. I think so, and I think that when you, as a writer. Are take some of those tips and make those corrections on your own. When you're passing it off to your editor, they get to dig deeper in other ways because they're not stressing about removing words or rearranging sentences as often. They can dig deeper in different ways. Right. Yep. I agree with you. And that is awesome. (laughs) So do you have anything coming up that you want to talk about? Well, I don't necessarily have anything new coming up. Um, I am going to continue with my TikTok um, videos. I'm hoping most of my videos have revolved around grammar rules, um, words, as you know, misused words sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, I want to get in, I want to dig into line editing a bit more, working on flow and how to help your manuscript, how to look for repetition or redundancy or inconsistencies. So be looking for that on TikTok. One of these days when I am not up to my eyeballs and edits, <laughs> I plan to dive a little deeper into the line editing aspect to help the people who follow me. I, I did have to chuckle today. I did. See, I, I think it was today. I saw your TikTok. It was like, after you've been editing for eight hours, you were like, do you want to do stuff or something? Like yeah. That? Do you like stuff? You like yes. stuff? That was so funny. I had to chuckle that at it. it. I do. Sometimes my brain turns to mush. Sometimes I have been working on a couple really, really great projects, but they've been very time consuming and mm-hmm. Some days I'm sitting in front of my computer for 10 hours or more. And by the time I'm done, I just think, okay, I just have to sit here with my eyes closed and yeah. do nothing <laughs> yeah. for, a couple, for a little while. 
Yeah, that's, that's funny. I saw that and I was like, yeah, I think I've been in that same exact spot. I bet. <laughs> several I bet. times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you're going through your own manuscript 46 times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I know we've talked a little bit about this, but are you only on Instagram and TikTok? Do you use any other sites? I Everything I post on Instagram automatically goes to Facebook. I don't spend a lot of time there. I do check my messages on Facebook. I do go and reply to comments on Facebook. But um, basically everything you see on Instagram is also on Facebook. Okay. So I actually just want to ask you some, not some, but a reading question, if you don't mind getting sure. away from editing just a little bit. Not at all. So do you, you read romance, you said? I do. Do you have a favorite author? Oh, I know that's probably a hard question. I have so many. Yeah. So I will say that I actually did not read romance until just a couple of years ago. I was one of those people who thought they were too good for romance. And I accidentally, you know, there are those people out there who don't try it and they think they're too good for it. Yeah. And I accidentally stumbled upon it. I wanted to, I was reading, I was on an Alaska kick and I wanted to read I found a book about Alaska and I thought okay I'll try it and it happened to be and it was a romance and then I was totally hooked and that um that oh gosh I'm trying to remember what the title of the book is oh I know it's um The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker okay and I ended up and then from there I binged a bunch of A.L. Jackson books she yeah her um her Sunder series where she writes about the boys of Sunder. I mm-hmm. was obsessed. So I, she does have good books. She does. And her style is just so unique that I really, I get into it every time. It's so um, descriptive and like, I don't know, just pulls at my heart every time I read them. You know, the thing I love about her are her covers are so gorgeous. They are. One of the things anyways, I'm, yes. I'm a cover person. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, a cover will not make me not buy a book, but right. I appreciate a really good cover. Agreed. Agreed. Because we all like to say we shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but we do. We yeah. always do. Yeah. <laughs> so just real quickly, but I know we were just talking about reading, but I have one other question that I forgot to ask you. I know you use the, you always say you use the Chicago, Chicago manual style. Is there yes. a different style? There are AP style yeah. is another one. And to be honest, I think it maybe ha- is like more editorial as far as like magazines and things like that. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. Although I'm saying it, <laughs> I'm being recorded. <laughs> um, in the UK, they use a different style manual also. So the Chicago manual style is for fiction in the United States so I sometimes forget to say that. I want to warn my TikTok viewers, you know, my rules don't always apply to where you are in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I typically stick with, I typically only work with American authors. I do have one author who is in another country, but sh- her books are based in the United States. Okay. So for her, it was important that she had no, she have an American editor to follow those rules since she's right. not familiar, as familiar with them. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. 
And I guess I would be remiss if I did not ask you <laughs> about the Oxford comma. What is your um, thought process on the Oxford comma? I wish I was wearing my t-shirt right now, not that you can see me, that says something about like the Oxford comma preservation society. Yeah. I I am pro Oxford comma. I, I think it helps keep... Um, keep there from being any confusion in your sentences. Yeah. So I actually, I was not taught to use the Oxford comma. And so I have a very difficult time using it. I do see sometimes how it could be super helpful. Right. Um, However, it's very difficult for me to revert to using it since I generally had never used it before. Uh, in any type of writing. And so some, so I am kind of going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, although sometimes I feel like maybe the sentence can be rearranged so it doesn't have to be used, but sometimes I do see how it can be useful. Right. So and, I'm well, kind of on the fence. I can understand that. And the great thing is that that's, that goes down to author preference. If you prefer not to use it, you don't have to use it. It's okay. It's not wrong. There are times when you might feel like you need it to keep from uh, creating some kind of confusion, but as long as you're consistent with it, you you can choose to use it or to. I just know that there are a lot of uh, very um, heated opinions about those going both ways. So yeah. I'm very happy to hear you say you can use yeah. it if you want to. Just be consistent. <laughs> So I will say this is, you know, even when I'm talking to potential clients, whether you want to hire me or not, find an editor who understands and is willing to follow with your preferences. Number one, author preference is my number one goal. So if you're, you are one of my clients, if you, if you come to me and I ask you, do you prefer the Oxford comma? Uh, I will make sure we use it. If you say no, no, thank you, then I won't. So author preference is such an important thing. And I think that to do justice to my clients, I always do my best to follow their, um, their lead. That's much appreciated. (laughs) So I think what I was going to ask you earlier is this, have you, this is going to be a very specific question just because it's very fresh in my mind, but have you read any Colleen Hoover? Yes, I have. I've read several of her books. So I have the only book I have read of hers um, are, is the never, never series that she actually co-wrote with Taryn Fisher. I do not know if you have read it. Uh, It is very good. Is it? It is very good that the, the plot is very unique and it's uh-huh. very, very good. It's a three-part series. But today, all day, I have been listening to her story. Verity, have you read it? Yes, I have. That was I read that pretty early on in my romance reading career. Um, it is, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, so I have about 45 minutes left of the oh, story. Oh my gosh, you have to finish it. Yes, that's what I'm doing after I finish this. And I, <laughs> so, so I... It kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've read and or watched this show, but it kind of reminds me slightly of Gone Girl a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Dark. Dark. Yes, very dark. 
But I am just, for this being the first, like, actual solo book that I've read of hers, I'm just like, holy cow. Yes. This book is pretty amazing. Yes, it is. I have always liked Dark and Twisty. Those are, I've, I have read, before I was a romance reader, I primarily read suspense and anything, anything dark like that, I'm all in. So books like Verity that are dark and twisted and romance sign me up I'm in yes agreed same here and she writes she I love what I love about Colleen Hoover is her her, the variety that she writes I mean I've read I've read her slammed series is more like almost Y-A-N-A yeah and then you get into I mean Verity is totally on the other side of the spectrum um, and you've got some really great, like, contemporary romances in there, too, that she's written. Yeah. This, like I said, this is the first book I've read of hers, but it, I probably will go ahead and uh, listen to more of her books. I've actually recently gotten into audiobooks. I don't know if you listen to them, but I don't really have time between the writing and the podcast and my actual right. job. I don't really right. have time to sit down and read. So I've gotten into audiobooks a little bit. Well, a yes. lot, actually. Yeah. Um, so I will probably continue on with her books because this one it has blown me away definitely you should I am I am an audiobook fan too when I so I went back to college after I had kids and spent a lot of time commuting to school and when I was home I was busy taking care of my kids doing homework all of that so the only way I read for years was because I listened to audiobooks I could listen in the car I could put my earbuds in and listen while I folded laundry or did the dishes (laughs) or cooked dinner and I still I I read on my computer all day but I still have a book going on my kindle all the time and I'm almost always listening to an audiobook now can you read more than one book at a time you know I never used to but I do now I actually so I'm reading, I'm reading a book on my Kindle. I'm reading an audio book. I am, I just finished a line edit and I'm in the middle of a copy edit. So I was reading two books and two manuscripts. Wow. That's, <laughs> wow. So real quickly, do, sure. <laughs> do you, um, do you have to read like different genres or different types of stories to be able to keep, keep track of, of the stories? No, I think if you have a niche, as far as being an editor, um, having a niche is great. You can pick the kind of the genre that you like to work in and stay there. You you can break, you can branch out and read anything you want. But I typically, I mostly read romance, but I also, I'm part of a local book club. And so once a month I'm reading whatever we choose for that club also. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. I we've I've had a few readers on and I've asked them and they're like, I can read more than one book, like, you know, on my Kindle or I'm listening to yeah. a book, but they all have to be different types of stories in order for me to be able to. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't actually thought about that before. I still don't think I can do it just because when I'm reading or really anything that I do, mm-hmm. I have to like focus 100% of my mind on that or I really right. can't get into it. So I still don't think I can uh, read more than one book at a time, right. but it's very awesome or, you know, and it's, it's very interesting to think that, oh, maybe if I read this other kind of book, maybe I can read them, you know, more than one at a right. time. But to be honest I, with you, I don't even know if I have time to do that. <laughs> you probably don't even have time to, like you said. Maybe because you are so busy, you can. So for me, listening to a book 
an audiobook and reading a book are, are very different. Oh, yeah. So I don't sure. have any trouble differentiating between those. And I, I never, I, I probably did that for a while before I got into editing. Diving into editing, it's just, I'm always involved in a manuscript, but I yeah. also, it's crazy that I might work on a manuscript for eight or 10 hours a day, but when I'm done, my hobby is reading. Right. So then I put that away and I get out the book that I'm, I'm reading for enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Mm -hmm. That's a lot though. That's a lot. (laughs) It is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Beth, thank you so much for coming on today. Like I said, and give, and giving me a little bit of your time. I very much appreciate it. This was a great chat. I really appreciate you having me. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening, make sure you go, if you're in the market for an editor, I don't know how busy you are, Beth, but if you're in the market for an editor, you know, look her up. Uh, I'm sorry, Beth, can you tell us your website one more time? Yes. You can get there two different ways. VBeditsromance.com or VBproofreads.com. Yes. And so go look her up. Uh, if you just want some info, you know, some helpful tips, um, if you're currently writing or maybe you're thinking about writing or you just really want to know about grammar, go look her up on TikTok. She always has some good information on there. Um, and I think it's funny because you, you put it all on the screen for people to be able to read and you just have some music in the background and you're just like, yep, this is the information I want you to know. I think they're just such cute videos. Uh, I enjoy them every day. So thank you again for putting those out. Yeah, I'm glad that I that they can be helpful, that people can, are learning from them. Yeah, I think I see a lot of people saying that they are. So I think you're good there. Awesome. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. And anytime you want to come back, you are welcome. But I hope you have the, a good rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.